We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to the Roto-Wire Fantasy Soccer Show. We're talking the 10-game slate at DraftKings on Sunday. I'm Adam Zadroik, joined by Jordan Cooper and Ryan Belongi. Before we get started on talking about 20 teams, maybe 20 teams, we'll see. Ryan, you have to apologize from earlier in the week when you completely went against John McGinn. You said he didn't have a 25-point upside. It turns out he had 25 points. Five out for the fans. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. I think my exact words were something like, I want a guy who can score 25 points. McGinn is not going to do that. And, yeah, he went out and put up 25, highest scoring player on the slate. Uh, I guess he's just too good. Um, so, you know. <laughs> If you want to roster him away to to Manchester City this this weekend, be Go my guest. It. But <laughs> uh, yeah, McGinn, you know he he buried me as well. Um, so I felt bad in both ways. All right, that's enough, Ryan. Thank you for thank you for the apology, Jordan. So we could talk about we could read through all these odds. We could talk about motivations and what teams have have things to play for. But I feel like we could touch on all this as we just make it through the slate. So let's just try and cut down a little bit on the time here and let's just start with cash talk and instead of starting with forward i want to ask you are the first two cash options that go into your lineup are they taa and kevin de bruyne pretty much but i mean you still have to talk about motivation to, to, to some extent i just did as an overview of the slate there are six games that matter am i correct there are six games that have some ramifications to it Right, you have Man City versus Aston Villa. So Man City and Liverpool are one point apart from each other. So basically, they have to. Liverpool has to basically win, right? Because they can't a draw. They don't win by goal difference, even if Man City lose. So like Liverpool has to win to win the league. Man City probably has to wants to win because if Liverpool wins. They a draw means they come in second. So Man City are going to play to win. Liverpool are going to play to win. Then you have Arsenal and Tottenham who are fighting for the last Champions League spot. And uh, so they're going to, they can't rely on the other team 
losing, especially with Tottenham playing Norwich. So Arsenal is going to want to win against Everton, who just got saved. So Everton, they 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 already had the, they're having a pizza party. So I don't know what the hell this Everton <laughs> side is going to look at look like for this game. Uh, and then on the bottom of the table, you have Burnley and Leeds. So Burnley's at home to Newcastle, and Leeds is at uh, away to Brentford. They're both tied on points, right? But I believe Burnley has the goal difference tiebreaker. So uh, Leeds has the best. Basically, they have to best each other. If they both draw, Burnley stays up. So, but they're, they're if Leeds beats Brentford, Burnley has to beat Newcastle United in order to to stay up. So both of these teams are essentially playing to win. Everything else on the slate is is all is all taken care of. Ryan and. and Am I missing something? Is there any other ramifications other than obviously place? Like, do you want to be in the Europa third round qualifier versus the fourth round qualifier type of thing? But everything else is kind of, kind of already determined what, where they're going to be. Yeah, no, I think you got it exactly right. Six teams, uh, Manchester city and Liverpool are playing for everything uh, all out to win. Basically Tottenham to, to, to secure champions league. And then yeah, Leeds and Burnley, Fighting to avoid relegation um, and Arsenal, yeah, who would need a lot of help. I mean, Norwich City have to beat Spurs, but yeah, Everton are, yeah, it's, I assume Everton were out sort of partying, like you said, after avoiding relegation. And uh, the total for Arsenal keeps going up every time I look at it. Um, yeah, we have, we have five teams on this slate that have an implied goal total of two or more. And it's basically all the top table. It's Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool, Tottenham, and Arsenal. So, like, with these totals, uh, it's hard for me to, I mean, it's a 10-game slate. There's a lot of options. Uh, And plus, there are options on each of those teams. So, it's not just like, oh, there's only two guys on each team. Uh, I'm personally, we have the king of the pitch coming up, right? So, that's that's a 200-man contest. And we also have the, the the large field qualifier, and then we have cash games. In cash games, uh, I think the 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 hardest part of cash games on this slate is figuring out forward. I think everything else is is fairly straightforward, and you figure on a ten game slate, uh, why can't we find two forwards we want to play? It's a salary constraint problem. Like that to me, the second forward in your in your catch lineup is going to be what determines what happens. Because I think I think like uh, Adam said, I want to play Kevin De Bruyne, I want to play Trent Alexander Arnold, and then from that point forward, you could do a lot of things. But it's quite possible that in cash games, at least, the two forwards you play will not be from any of the teams that. Or have the two implied goal total, even though, you know, they're the most likely to score. It's just that other than maybe Sun, none of them have like, like floor floors. And then if you're playing KDB at 9,500, you probably can't even afford Sun at 11-1. So you're probably not playing him. So to me, on cash, the forward slot is the toughest part. But in GPP, Dude, there's like 700 combinations you can make it forward uh, for, for, for GPPs on a 10-game slate for goals. It's just, to me, like, 
that forward slot, like I'm 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 more likely though to play forwards that have something to play for mm-hmm. than forwards that don't. So like yes, I'd love if Mares starts, I'd love to have Mares, I'd love to have Son. Salah looks like he's not gonna start. Uh Kane has the highest goal scoring odds at minus one seventy five, but do you really want to play Harry Kane in 9,800 in cash? I don't. Uh, and then you have the other Liverpool forwards. You have Jamie Vardy. You have Zaha. He's not going to play against Man United. Then you have like Foden and Sterling at, at fairly cheap prices in comparison to the goal total. But are they, you know, they're, they're boom and bust. Lukaku, I mean, Ronaldo at 8,000. You're looking at this going like these are all goal dependent players. And there's a ton of them. Well, who am I playing? I start. I. I mean, my natural instinct is to play. Is this is nuts for cash games at least? Is to play Rafinha and Cornet. <laughs> Leeds what? and Burnley for the relegation battle, rather than playing any of the forwards for the high total team. Yeah, um, I agree with most of that. Uh, you know, you, you <clears throat> KDB and and Trent, yeah, would be the priorities. I think they're in your lineup no matter what. And then what do you do at forward? Yeah, you might not play any forwards from any of those top teams because Sun's pretty tough to afford. Um, the one guy you might, uh, if if Foden starts without Mares, uh, he's really cheap now. If he it, in a role without Mares, he's a thousand too cheap for sure. So I think he'd be a good cash play uh, if that happened. But yeah, I agree with you, Jordan. I think Rafinha, Rafinha stands out to me um, from the from the teams that don't have a two total. Um, you know, you know, Leeds need to win. He's going to be in there ninety minutes. He takes penalties. He's got you know a floor in other ways too. Uh, I've seen him twice in the last month or two hit the crossbar with free kicks. I mean, you know, 7K is is cheap for Rafinha when we were paying uh, 9K and even above when, when leads used to be good. So, yeah, I think that's a good place to start. Are we sure about uh, Maxwell Cornet here? Ryan tried to sell me on him. Uh, hey, he would have taken the penalty if Ashley Barnes didn't start. <laughs> I didn't know Barnes was going to start. Oh, okay. okay. I want to talk right. about him also because, I mean, to me, if you're going to punt, you got – like, if we take a look at these goal-scoring odds on uh, the Rotowire cheat sheet, which you could be a part – you could get a subscription to Rotowire, rotowire.com slash soccer trial. You get 10, 10 days free or something, no credit card required. All the information's on the cheat sheet. I mean, like, to me, like, it's the one-stop shop. You just have to load that up and you get all the information. So we take a look at the the guys that have the the highest goal scoring odds: Kane, Son, Lukaku, Vardy, Mane, Havertz, uh, Jota, and Kedia at minus one hundred five. And then, but the, all these guys are like eight thousand, seventy five hundred, you know, like nine thousand, something like that. But we keep on going down, and we go down, and we see who's the highest that are like cheap: Ashley Barnes, forty two hundred. Plus 160, 38% chance. Then we go Callum Wilson for Newcastle, 4,100, 37%, plus 170, right? We start looking at, at those, that range. 
And it's like out of all out of all these uh, forwards, like Rodrigo's there, forty four hundred plus plus two thirty, uh, or Gelhart if he starts, he's he's under five k. Do you see a situation in cash games where you prioritize a more like a three defender build, and yeah. instead of playing like Rafinha plus Cornette or Rafinha plus Gross. Or, or Rafinha plus Foden at 7,400, like you mentioned, that you just say, I'm going to play Barnes or Wilson, and most likely I'm going to lean towards Barnes since Fernley has to, is looking to has to win, uh, and he's on penalties. Uh, but playing Ashley Barnes is not a, like, that's like playing Chris Wood. I mean, it's like we, we always make fun of the, the forward that may only have two points type of thing. On a 10-game slate, it feels, it feels very, very not icky when you yeah. have all these options and you're playing a, a guy that has like a two-point floor at forward yeah it doesn't feel great but about three defenders you know we got a lot of defenders on this slate that we want to play and they're all pretty good prices so yeah i think a priority would probably be getting three defenders in and if that means you have to you know sacrifice someone like cornet for for one of those punt forwards i think that's perfectly fine Right, I think cash games comes down to, based on the lineups that we have projected, that it the, the three v three is going to be second forward, second midfielder, and goalkeeper, and then there's going to be people are going to have a mix of two or three defenders mm-hmm. out of like maybe like five that exist, and it's going to be some type of combination. But the real the 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 differentiators are probably going to be second forward and second midfield. Like who who are you going to play as the cheap forward? Who are you going to play as the cheap midfielder? Like, and then obviously goalkeeper, and there's 20 of them to choose from. And on these types of slates, goalkeeper is not a priority to me. Like, goalkeeper is whatever fits and whatever is not, like, against any of my players type. And even then, I don't even mind even that much, especially if you're playing, like, set-piece tape. I don't mind playing Kevin De Bruyne and the goalkeeper against him, right? Like, maybe six points a goalkeeper is fine, but, I mean... For cash games, at least. Mm-hmm. GPPs, you don't do it at all. Right. In cash games, like, like when we get the goalkeeper, just, you know, pick a name out of the hat that fits. Nope. Oh, yeah, I agree with all that. Jordan, for cash games, so instead of the Callum Wilsons, instead of the Ashley Barnes here, so, I mean, these guys are down in the 4K range. It seems like in past slates we've had, you know, Chris Wood or something at this price, but I feel like his goal odds have been – you know, plus 100 or something like that. I just, in in comparison there, is there any thought to going with one of these, you know, underdogs who has a better floor, like a Chiquinho, if he starts again, 3,900, or, you know, one of these Watford guys like Ken Sema or something, 4,200. Like these guys, I know that there's a bad taste in their mouth. It's a terrible matchup and all that. But I mean, these guys do have better floors and, yeah, but that's a floor on average. The problem with playing guys on Aston Villa, Watford, Wolves, Norwich, and Everton uh, is that I, you can't expect them to have that much possession. So it's like you can't get points without possession. So their their floor on average, because they're not always playing teams where they're a significant underdog. I mean, we're talking about underdogs that are like the like man all these uh, Man City to Tottenham are all minus 500 favorites and above. And Arsenal's like minus 300. Like, you talk, yes. On a counter, 
one of these guys could score a goal. But as far as peripherals are concerned, it's a 10-game slate. Why the hell am I playing guys on teams that are going to have like 25% possession? So like, if anything, I'm looking for guys that are on like the mid, like a Brighton player or a West Ham player or a Brentford or Newcastle, like someone in like the South. Why not Nathan Redmond against Leicester or something? Like even that like seems better than playing guys that have floors quote unquote, but you'll, you'll, you'll go on sofa score and you'll see that possession green bar, like just on the other side the entire time. So like, yeah, I'm what not, you, I'm, what do you say to Chiquinho's 13.5 floor when Wolves had 33% possession against Man City? Well, that, that they're, they're outliers, but on average, if you, if you compare possession to peripherals, that's what correlates the, the most. Okay. Yeah. I'm just giving uh, other ideas. And so and for people who don't want to play like the 4K forward, who's going to get two points kind of a thing if he doesn't score. Yeah, I, I, <clears throat> I think it's a good thought and I know what you're saying. Um, but yeah, they're just, you know, like Jordan said, really not great spots. And then the fact that both Barnes and Wilson take penalties, you know, I think that sort of pushes it over the edge that you can just go with them. You'd hate to, you'd hate to miss out on a penalty kick in that, in that, for that price. Ryan, I have a question for you. Since we're, okay. we're, we're like, Adam is bringing up like, what if, like, it right. may not be the best way, but it is a way. I don't lean this way, but you have to think that it could be viable. And I'm talking more from a cash game build because we're having problems so much at forward. Right? Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to play Ashley Barnes. I don't want to play Callum Wilson. I don't even want to play Cornette. Why not play Sun and sacrifice KDB? And end up, instead of paying up at midfielder, you're paying up at forward, grabbing the highest floor ceiling guy at the forward position, which is Sun, locking in more points at the forward slots, and then just sacrificing them at midfield and playing some, you know, four to five, four to six K type of midfielders and you don't play anyone over six K in the midfield slot. Yeah. Um, if you really liked your midfield guys, you know, I, I you know, I think that might be okay. Um, uh, the problem in your voice is that you're probably not going to like your midfield guys. Well, you might, but I mean, you probably have to love him to take um, Sun over De Bruyne for, for 1600 more like uh, i think that's just too much of a gap where the positional value well, well, that, well that's what i'm saying it's like it's not to me it's not a, a price i agree with you it's just that kdb doesn't fit a forward spot if KDB right. fit a forward spot we'd be we'd be celebrating we'd be like okay then now you can easily fit him in the forward spot and not have to worry about anything it's just more right. the fact of is that can we find midfielders in the four to six k range that have high enough floors that you'd rather secure uh, 15 plus points out of two forward spots rather than rely on a forward that, you know, Ashley Barnes goes 62 minutes with a half a point. Yeah. Well, yeah, I might have a really cheap midfielder that you might like. I don't know if that would sway your decision. There's a lot of cheap midfielders. Yeah. They're, I think you can play the one that you might together. Like. I mean, you mentioned I mean, you mentioned playing Sun over De Bruyne, but I think you can play the two together unless, like, you really want, you know, you James can, Madison or, or whoever else in midfield. You I guess can't play two want. together while playing 
two over six K type of midfielders. Right. Like not, not uh, six K defenders. Not. So, so like if you put in Sun and De Bruyne, your average remaining player salary is forty nine hundred. So let's say you also put in uh Trent Alexander Arnold. Now your average yeah. is forty six hundred. And let's say you put in one of the Chelsea, like you end up still having to play Ashley Barnes. Like so it so it doesn't change like once you show me that lineup, it's like I'd rather just not play Sun. If the, the whole point of playing Sun is so I avoid having to play Barnes or Callum Wilson, and it ends up the only way to not do that is not playing De Bruyne or punting at defense twice. And I think that's that's stupid on this slate. I think we'll I think we'll have uh, 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 upwards of six to eight defenders that score fifteen plus points. And then a lot of defenders that score four or five points. And I think the points are way more valuable at the defender slot than they are to sacrifice your entire lineup lineup to not have any of them. Yeah, I agree. Um, should we, do you just guys want to continue with cash game talk and then finish with, with tournaments? Or should we just keep talking about forwards? What, what should we do here? Well, I, th- I think we should do cash game, do midfield a defender. And then, okay. then start talking about tournament construction. Yeah, so we also have – we talk about De Bruyne. We talk about Sun at max pricing. We got James Madison, 10.4K, home against Southampton. Mason Mount figures to be back in the starting 11 after being rested Thursday. I don't believe he played. He did not play Thursday. So he's 10.2K. Uh, you got Christian Eriksen, 9.2K. We have James Ward-Prowse, 8.5K. You got all these guys that we've loved playing all season. And that's where, you know, Jordan's original point was if you're playing De Bruyne, you probably want to play one of these other guys here. So uh, who we got De Bruyne, let's just say he's the top of our rankings just because, you know, he's cheaper than three, two or three of these other guys. What, what are our thoughts here at the, at the top end here of midfield? Well, for me, I think they're all overpriced. (laughs) <laughs> is is Ward Prowse overpriced? I think in a matchup on a 10 game slate with all the options available at 8,500, I think he's fine for a floor, but when you have 10 favored sides, it's going to be hard for me to prioritize an $8,500 guy. That's on uh that's on a significant enough underdog, right? So South Lester, you know, Lester after Arsenal are the next biggest favor, 1.89 goal total, 1.3 allowed. I mean, it's, yeah, I don't mind James Ward-Prowse, but I just I don't want to dedicate salary on a ten-game slate to to like underdog, uh, you know, away dog type of players. Like I wouldn't mind a cheat. Like I said, do you give me Nathan Redmond at forty-three hundred in the forward spot? Okay, I don't mind dog guys that are you know you well Milivojevic is in the lineup for for Crystal Palace against Man United. Okay, but because he's, he's less than 4K, but at $8,500, like I'd much rather, if I had the choice, which I don't, play Erickson at 92 against Leeds and then, or Madison or Mount, but you you can't make a lineup with KDB with Mad- with another 10K midfielder unless you want to play Ashley Barnes and Callum Wilson at your forward slot. And to me, that's that's definitely not a cash build. No, uh, Ryan, who who stands out for you here? We got, should we rank them? Should, should we rank them in terms of value? De Bruyne, Madison, Mount, Erickson, Ward-Prowse. Should we go through that list? 
I mean, I can just give you what I think. I mean, Kate, no, no midfielder should be priced above De Bruyne, in my opinion. So KDB's number one, probably a little bit underpriced on this slate. Um, yeah, you know, Madison looks good, but he's expensive. He, he's been amazing, scoring goals. Um, the matchup's pretty good too. I mean, you know, it's don't love targeting this because neither team has anything to play for. But Southampton have actually been pretty bad recently, and Leicester have been scoring a lot of goals. So, yeah, I don't mind Madison. Uh, if, you know, Mount, I don't know, he's dependent on set pieces. That's a big price tag, but the matchup against Watford is really good. Like, Chelsea scoring five here seems, you know, pretty possible. We've seen Mount have big games, you know, a few times throughout the season, a few hat tricks. So he's got enough upside for tournaments for sure. Um, Erickson, <clears throat> yeah, Um He's been great, you know, from a floor perspective, 15 plus all the time. Um, not like too much upside, though. 93, 9200 is a lot. So for me, like just not a tournament option. Um, I don't know. I was going to ask Jordan, like, or even both of you. But if I guaranteed you, I mean, just guaranteed you 18 points from Christian Erickson, would you play him in tournaments? Yeah, no. I would. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, what it, it would be, I mean, Christian Harrison is 9,200. If you told me that I have a $9,200 forward that scores 18 points with a goal or whatever, why wouldn't I take that? I mean, like, I don't think that's enough. That's I don't know if that's enough either. Like, I really want 25 for my 9K guys. I know you can still win, obviously, with 18 or whatever. Um, but you might need a couple ceilings with all these games. Yeah, but also the ownership is going to be so spread out. I mean, the the nut it's not like a three game EPL slate. Like nothing like the nut lineup, like the best possible lineup, like no one's going to come close to that. I mean, some someone's right. going to win with 186 points and the best possible lineup has like 240, right? <laughs> right yeah, because there's just much, so but... many I mean, you could go through all this like this is the type of slate where you I, I view this very much like, like a basketball slate. And how I play NBA DFS is that I want to play good players that are going to be low-owned, not good spots that are going to be higher-owned. Like, I, if, if, if this is the type of situation where, like, going at the midfield position, if you're telling me that Kevin De Bruyne is going to be 35% owned 40% owned in GPPs on this slate and Mason Mount is going to be 7% owned. Give me Mason Mount. Now, normally on a three game slate, Mason, Kevin De Bruyne would be 58 and Mount would be 32. It's like the gap isn't enough that I just rather play the better player for the price. But on this slate, like if you told me that James Madison has a goal, two assists and, and 14 crosses against Southampton and puts up 39 points. Like, I'm not shocked, but people are not going to play him at 10-4. So, like, I don't mind any of these players at uh, in, in GPP at that level of ownership. And when we talk about forwards for tournaments, you have all – I mean, dude, you could find 5% hat tricks on this slate that are possible. So, like, like for GPP, I'm, I'm more likely to play these guys. All right, well, and we'll get into, like, the 6-8K to 8K range. Like those guys, then go 
Like, let me try to find the plus 800 goal scoring odd player, right? I'm not playing uh, uh, Abdelay Decore on this slate, right? I'm not playing, I'm not going to try to like, well, maybe I could luck a goal for a guy that only scores like two goals a season. I want to play the guys that have two, like I'm looking for at two goal upside or at least goal plus assist upside. And they're probably going to be more expensive, but like, I like how owned is Sadio Mane going to be on this slate? Or Joe, there's so many options. You, you go, well, he's in a great spot. It's like, yeah, there are five teams in great spots. Eddie Nakedia could end up being 7% owned. All these, no one's going to be maybe 1% owned, but all these guys are like spread out so much that the ownership is going to get dense so much on a, on a KDB, TAA, Foden, if he's in with no Mares type of build that you have, it's like going to a candy store for GPP. And I'd rather pay for the floor ceiling combination of these guys than try to play you know, Carney, Chukmawekwi, whatever the hell guy is in for 3,200, right? Like I'm not, I'm not looking, I'm not looking to like that be the differentiator of my lineups. I just want a guy that if he showed up with two goals, I wouldn't be shocked. So let me extend that question further. We, I think we all figure that De Bruyne, probably the most popular midfielder, TA, the most popular defender. But let's just say that De Bruyne, let's say he finishes with the 18 to 20 point floor that Ryan was just talking about with Erickson. What if he hit, hits that and he's 40%? In that situation, you probably wouldn't want De Bruyne, correct? No, I'd have zero of them. All right. Yeah, so it's just the situation where Erickson's going to be sub 10% probably. That's the reason why you want him uh, – just in but case it's the ownership that you have, you have right. to, you always have to equate the ownership difference into that. Now also KDB has as 60 point upside. I mean, like there's a different, like Erickson versus De Bruyne ceiling is different. So it's not just like the floor in cash. You think in terms of floor, but in GPP, like if you told me Erickson had a hat trick, I'd be, I'd be shocked. If Eric, if Erickson had had three goals, and and 14 crosses and like i'm actually i'd i'd be less shocked if madison or mount did it but erickson at at brentford great for a floor but i if you told me that the erickson madison and mount were all going to be equally as owned i'd 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 rank mount and madison higher than than him even with the price difference let me bring up two more questions here for midfielder we have Bruno Fernandez down here at 7,600. Uh, me personally, I, I think I'm going to pick Crystal Palace to win, but that's neither her, here or there. But Bruno Fernandez, 7,600, maybe the cheapest he's been all season. And we got Jack Grealish at 6,700. Two midfielders, cheaper midfielders. Bruno Fernandez, we know what he can do. Jack Grealish, you know, Manchester City, cheaper Manchester City piece. What are the considerations in cash games? for these guys, for maybe, maybe your second midfielder, I guess. Well, but cash games is not, I mean, I'm not playing any Man United players in cash, Okay. but I mean, Man United is going to be low owned on this slate in GPP. I mean, that, I mean, that their total is significantly lower. I mean, they have nothing to play for and uh, yeah, against Crystal Palace. They have a goal total of 1.58. Their goal total is not much higher than Burnley's. Right, Brentford have 1.61 implied goal total. So Brentford has a higher goal total than Man United. 
But Man United is more money. I mean, like just Bruno and Ronaldo and Tellez and whoever the hell you play. Uh, but they will be low. I mean, they will be low owned. I mean, that to me, I I I look at Man United as the only positive with them is that they're low owned. Their their pricing is just not. I mean, they're priced like all these other teams, and that other teams have a goal total that's literally a full goal higher than them. So it's hard from it's hard for me to prioritize anything on Man United unless you really want to go. You know, you want to play Bruno plus Ronaldo on this slate, and and then and then play KDB and and TA. Like you could be chalky the rest of your lineup. I can't see either Bruno or Ronaldo being double digit owned at all. I mean, I I could personally I see them being sub five percent on this slate. So good tournament plays. Yeah. Right, but they're good tournament from, but it's from a because they're low owned, but they're right, still that's... good play, but they still fit that dynamic of they're still good players. Right. If Ronaldo showed up with a hat trick, I'm not surprised when Ronaldo gets a hat trick, even exactly. though Man United aren't in the best of spots, but at least yeah. they're good players. I don't want to, I, the point is, is that I, I don't want to rely on Danny Welbeck as a 5% owned player. Right. I'd rather, de- I'd rather have. Have I mean, dude? We, what about have Liverpool players that could be under ten percent? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. they are going to be tons of players that are under ten percent owned. Let me play good ones and not right. And not so, uh, good and, players. Yeah, good players in good spots. I mean that too, right? Right. But I'm just saying, like Dan, uh, from a raw talent perspective, who who is who is who is uh, who's better, Danny Welbeck or Cristiano Ronaldo? Right. No, I well, I agree with you. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, like, if you so want to pay up for Jamie Vardy, well, I just have plate, you know, like, I, I, okay, just to tie it. Just so if all if you know, we're gonna get guys like Sadio Mane and Lukaku and Ronaldo and Jota and Sterling and whoever, relatively low owned, all those guys I named, plus other guys too. Um, why wouldn't you just want to play Kevin De Bruyne? When you know he probably should be seventy five percent owned. I mean, I, I I get what you're saying, but I'm not saying to play him instead of Kevin De Bruyne. I'm saying to play in a lineup with him. I mean, like no, no, no. That's what I'm saying too. I'm I'm going back to when when you were talking about you know maybe fading De Bruyne for tournaments. But I think that's on a ten game slate. I mean, depending on what the ownership difference is, I think I think that's perfectly viable. I mean. How many times have we seen De Bruyne go off with an injury in a big match for Manchester City? It's okay. happened like five times in the past year, it feels like. But, <laughs> I mean, it's he's playing a lot of minutes. So, you know, it's not a given that De Bruyne is going to pop up for, for 30 points here. So Yeah, but in this game for Man City, like like if we just take a look at the the, the, the if you want to call it the motivation factor. So if you want to use tiebreakers as far as like, like, what is the team most likely going to do? Like, Liverpool has a Champions League final coming up, right? So, like, Liverpool, if they're up 3 nothing, like, Mane's coming off. Like, all, all, their, guys are, all their guys are coming off, right? I well, mean, you only have three subs, though. So, like, who's right, coming off? Right, but I'm just saying their main guy, like, like, they don't need any. Like, Man City has nothing else. Like, the, this is their last game. Like, this is... Like, Man City need to win. Like, these teams, both teams need to win. Well, Liverpool doesn't need to win as, I mean, Liverpool needs to win to win the league. But KDB, there's no more games for him. So, like, as long as, 
as Aston Villa is within striking distance of a win, which could be two or three goals. Like, I don't see Pep taking out. And I, I see him more taking out players if they're if it's still 0-0 or they're down one nothing 60 minutes in. But then your players are probably not, you know, they didn't reach their ceiling to begin with because they haven't scored a goal in 60 minutes. But I but if Man City's up 4 nothing, like, I don't think Pep has any problem with keeping KDB in for 90 minutes because who gives a crap? I mean, like, there's no more games. Chelsea, well, I mean, if Chelsea's up 3 nothing, is there a reason to have have uh, any of their players in? I mean, like, there's nothing. Well, at that else point, to play like for. playing playing ninety minutes doesn't really matter. Like Manchester City up up four nothing. Like their guys are going ninety. What like what does it matter? They have four goals. Yeah, but I this is a ten game slate. I want I want a fifth goal. I want a sixth goal. I want I want as many points as possible. So like like Tottenham, like Tottenham once once they go up three goals, like you know, is Kane gonna play ninety? Like most of the time he does, but I mean. Is there a need for it anymore? Like if they're up by three goals and the goals come from Kluzhevsky and son and a defender and Kane sitting there with an assist and he has like, he has 12 points. He has a bunch of shots. Like, does he play 90? I mean, who knows? But I think in, in for man city, like that's what, I mean, that's what sides me with like a KDB type of play that to me, it's hard for them trying to win the league. Ryan, would you agree with me that, Unless the game is completely out of hand, you can't pot or or he gets injured, you can't see De Bruyne coming off the field. No, yeah, I agree with you a hundred percent. Yeah, no. At first, I thought I kind of disagreed, and and maybe I do in that. Just comparing it to like NBA or even NFL, I think you know, soccer is still a little bit more, you know, who I don't knowing the best spots, who's going to score the most floor points here, who's going to score the goal more often than not. Um, I don't know what I'm trying to say exactly, but like, this seems like a pretty good spot for De Bruyne. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not arguing that that to me, the judgment in GPP is all about what the ownership difference is. Right. Right, You have to figure Ryan, let's talk about King of the pitch. Sure. 200 man contest. Mm-hmm. You have to figure KDB is going to be way more owned in that contest than he will be in the large field, whatever, $16. I mean, he'll be the most owned player in that also, but you have to figure in the king of the pitch, KDB plus Trent Alexander-Arnold will both be like over 50%. Over okay, 60%. yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. So that's kind of what I was talking about, and this is where we probably differ. If I had, and you might you might think I'm stupid for this, if I had one lineup in the king of the pitch, I would absolutely 100%, no questions asked, play both De Bruyne and Trent. And, I, and I'm, I'm the type of I'm the type. I know, of you probably think that's just so incredibly stupid. And, and I get it. I don't but... think it's, no, 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 no. I don't think it's stupid. It's just, if you're going to play KDB and Trent together, then you, have, then you have to find the 5% owned forward. Then you have to, like, and you can on this slate. Like, that. I, I have not decided yet. I only have one king of the pitch edge. Right. And I, you know, I don't think it, I, I definitely don't think it's mandatory. Like I didn't mean that at all. I just think what I would do 
is that because I think there's enough other these big teams in good spots where their forwards will be 10%, I don't know, 12%. So you'll have enough of those guys in there and maybe a 5% guy that like, I would hate for what I would hate to happen. And maybe this is like playing scared, but I would hate for Trent to drop 25 or KDB to drop 30, which happens all the time and just be dead. I would rather try to be a little bit safe there and win it in other ways, but it's just me. There's different ways. Right, Ryan. This is the this is my my per, my method of playing smaller field stuff is find the way that the that that the negative correlation to that player. So, for instance, like if the lineups are going to be KDB plus Trent Alexander Arnold, maybe I pair uh, I play Robertson and foden right or robertson and sterling i play a combat maybe i play sterling and foden together and i and i play jota plus robertson and then fill out the rest of my lineup like that and be like if kdb fails but man city still put up four goals like kdb could still be sitting there with 16 points 20 po- i mean he could still have 20 points but sterling has two goals foden has two goals uh trent alexander arnold has 16 points but robertson has two assists and Jota has two goals and no one has that combination because everyone's jamming in the same two players. I think that's a great strategy. Yeah. I think it's a great strategy to play off people like me and what we're going to do because it's sort of predictable. So yeah. Yeah. You have to understand that the problem come, you have to be willing to close the laptop. You have to be willing to go. Well, if KDB has hits, you know, two goals and he has sitting there with 38 points and Trent has 26, that, they're so owned that the rest of your lineup almost doesn't even like you, you've, you've now you've lost. It almost right. doesn't matter what the rest of your lineup does. You could have a guy that's 3% owned that has a hat trick at forward and still come in 23rd place because you don't have all the other points right. in your right. lineup, but it's an easy, to me, it's an easier path to first. Do right. I know no, I what can't. I'm going to do? No, maybe I do play Trent and KDB. I have no idea. They'll be in my cash lineup. So like for me, Maybe it's the type of thing where, well, in cat, if I do well in cash, I'm not going to do well in king of the pitch. Mm-hmm. And if I do well in king of the pitch, I mean, I may still cash because the cash lineups are because every ninety percent own two guys anyway, so it's not going to matter, right? So like, I with one lineup, I'm more likely to be risky. Like if yeah. I have three lineups, I right. then then I'd be more likely to have okay, I could have one lineup with to both of them, one lineup right. with only one of them, and one lineup with none of but. It's like, I want one good shot at winning first place. Like maybe it's the type of thing. And, and you have yep. to figure, you yep. have to figure Robertson's going to be t- at least two or three times less owned than Trent. And Definitely. you have to figure that Sterling is going to be the lowest owned out of KDB and any of their frontline players. Right. So like, depending on who starts, uh, wh- instead of thinking in terms of oh man city loses, I go, no man city still puts up four goals. It just doesn't come through. The, the usual sources. Right. Yeah, I know. And I agree. I think that's the proper strategy. That's the easier path to first. Um, I think, uh, you know, the king of the pitch, this come like, if I was richer, maybe then I could would take that strategy if I had one lineup. But something like the king of the pitch for a soccer guy comes around once a year. You rarely have a chance to, you know, win 100K. I'm just saying if I had one lineup, why I'd be thinking like that. So, well, in the past, I have to it's, risk everything. Ryan, this is my sixth king of the pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've 
every time I've been in the king of the pitch, at most I've had two lineups. So most of the time I've had one lineup. I remember you and got third the other year. I got third and I got a second. I got a second yeah. and, and and a third. Saramek beat me out the year that I got sec. I mean, like, like my king of the pitch record is pretty damn good. And typically, that is how I that is, I mean, I typically play that way. Like, is there a, a high price floor midfielder that everyone's playing? Let me play the goal dependent forward on that team that could just steal all those points. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. In danger of making this 90 minutes, let's move along here. <laughs> I do want to point okay, out. Yeah, I got some. Uh, sorry. I, I'll just, I'll, I'll steer it because, and I can say midfielder. this since, since, yeah, midfielder. Since I don't play cash, I have a guy, a cheap midfielder that's just an absolute lock for cash. I don't see how you could leave him out. He can't I mean, be Jorginho, is it? It's not, but, he, okay. you know, he looks okay, but he looks okay. Okay, who is it? Let's go. Okay, I thought there might be a guess. Okay. Oh, you um, want another guess? No, 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 that's fine. Guess? We don't need one. It's, <laughs> it's Calvin Phillips for 3,400. Yes. Um, I mean, if, you know, we want to target Leeds. He's going to play 90 minutes. We like Rafinha. Leeds is just way too cheap. It's weird pricing on them. And then the kicker is that Phillips split set pieces with Rafinha last game. He took three. He took one the game before that. He took one the game before that. Harrison didn't take any last week. You got to think he splits with Rafinha. I know he's a defensive midfielder. Maybe not splits, you know, equally, but takes a few. Um, 3,400 just seems like you plug him in your cash lineup. He's, he's currently in my cash lineup. Okay, good, good. Right. But it, it's not, it's not, it, I don't get a fuzzy feeling putting in my cash. No, no, I, I got a fuzzy feeling just because I don't play cash, I guess, maybe. <laughs> right, no, but but the Leeds players, like, uh, in the mid-range, like, I don't even mind playing Harrison at 5,800 with no set pieces. He's yeah, active I enough. I don't mind playing out, Mc, I think for GPPs, McAllister at 5,700 has upside against, against West Ham. Uh, how, what, what are your thoughts for a cash game perspective, especially if you're in this range playing four nails at 5,300. I don't know. Like why cash? wouldn't you just, no, you know, why wouldn't you just pay down? I mean, are you going to play both? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at different types of control. Like, let's say for, for, for argument. I'd sake, rather do Kata at like 4,100 in cash. Yeah, but Kata has no floor. Like Kata has like, he, yeah, you I'd rather play Jorginho than Kata. Yeah, yeah, I know. Those two guys, I'd say, are better than four nulls in cash. Like, what do you, okay, you want? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm just – how about if Madison doesn't start, Dewsbury Hall at 5,500? Yeah, I mean, we've mm. talked about that before, definitely. But I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, like, let's say you made a build with that sun in the forward spot with no KDB. This would be the range that, that – I'm just going back to the to – the, to calling back to the previous conversation of – if you played Son and Rafinha and no KDB, like you'd be in this range. You'd be playing like, like four nals plus, uh, you know, like, you know, plus Jorginho. Like that would be like your midfield type of thing. And you'd pay up for three defenders that way. Personally, I think the KDB build is, I'd rather have the KDB build. But if you were to build that way, like these would be the, the type, but I'm not, I'm not thrilled about playing any of these guys. So yeah, yeah, no. I, per 90 minutes. Uh, Kata has about the same floor as Fornals, if that sways you at all. No? No. 
I'm a, I'm a fan of playing K2, just not in cash. I mean, I think Jordan's just thinking back to last season. Fornals had a brace in the in the last day of last season, and, he, and Jordan's just thinking back to that. So he's trying to he, go with it again. He was he was on the king of the pitch winner last year. Yeah, Fornals, and probably the main slate winner too. I would assume. Um, just you know, throwing it out there, but I found a build that has Rafinha and Son and KDB and Trent, but you have to play Cedric as your second defender. I don't know if you want to do that. I actually like Cedric on the slate. Should we just go to defender here? Sure. Yeah, let's go to defender. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Let's do it. So Defender, uh, as Ryan just said, the if you want to play Cedric, because we have all these defenders to choose from, we got 20 teams. TAA 6.4K will be the most popular. We got Reese James 7K, Robertson 6.8K. Obviously, will not be as popular as TAA because he's more expensive. And we have Alonzo down here at 6,200. And that's kind of the top range. We have a consideration for Kieran Trippier at 5.7K if he starts. He's come off the bench the last two matches. I think he may throw a wrench in there for some people if he's in the starting 11, just because he's cheaper than all the other high-end guys here. But So we got TAA in our squads. Uh, what's the other decision? Uh, starting with cash games. Do we go with a Reese James? Do we go with Alonzo? Or, or do we even do TAA and Robertson together? I want to play three. I want to play three of these guys. I mean, okay. I, my natural instinct is I look at the, I, this is what I look at, at the, at the defender position, as far as my player pool, James, Alonzo, Robertson, Trent, Cancelo and Cedric. And it's like, to me, I want to play, if you just gave me Trent as a lock and then two of the other of those, whatever fits, that's, I want to use one of them into utility. I'll play Calvin Phillips in the midfield spot and I'm, I'm whatever fits it forward. I mean, I'll just have to stomach Ashley Barnes or something like that. Like 
these guys have just such high I mean, truthfully, as Ryan has said multiple times over the past two years, these types of defenders are always underpriced. It's just like you're used to that being a, oh, defenders should be lower priced. Dude, these guys should all be 88,000 or above. Like they, like 80, like right. these guys are in the defender slots are more valuable than James Ward Prowse in the midfield spot. So like, to either you get the most amount of value. Look at their fantasy. Just even look at the fantasy points per game, which isn't even like the best way to look at things. Reese James, 14. Robertson, 14. Trent, 17. Alonzo, 12. Cancelo, 13. Like, who doesn't want to lock 12 to 15? A goal in both <laughs> defenders and in three spots in their lineup. And they're the ones that are most likely to hit their medians. Like, to me, it's a, like even in GPPs, the only way I replace one of these players in my lineup in a utility spot is if I'm playing a guy that has like hat trick upside. Cause these guys, yeah. I mean, I I'm before like two years ago, I was all for the, the find the cheapest fullback as a punted defender. So you could pay up for like multiple forwards. I've come completely across to Ryan's side and his results show it also for GPPs that, these are the cheapest. These are the cheapest guys on the slate. Why aren't you jamming in three of them? Do you think, though, because it's a ten-game slate, that just because you're getting a ten to fifteen-point floor, that it's worth it to spend on these guys in tournaments? Yeah, but they have goal and assist ups. You're you're taking players from teams that are on the biggest minus five hundred favorites, also. So it's like Alonzo. Look, there was an Alonzo from a Reese James to Alonzo goal, right? Yesterday, right? I mean, if, if any of these guys could show up with multiple assists, goals. I mean, I, well, well, I this, it's not like they're just the floor. I mean, these guys could hit 30 points. Coming back at you with the same point you made earlier. So, Marco Alonso, after Thursday's game, he said that Chelsea have played a lot of games. Everyone's tired. What if Marco Alonso starts? He, he gets tired. And he goes 60 to 70 minutes because he's tired. Um, 6,200. Adam, I'm more concerned about the Chelsea situation that i okay. am for, for liverpool and man city so like okay, yeah i'm i'm definitely concerned about the chelsea situation because we haven't mentioned that uh espeliqueta what ryan said on our last show this is going to be his final home game he's going to start we'll see if, if he's going to go 90 but he's he has a chance of playing wing back which is you know a thorn in our, our side here so do we want do we want to if if espeliqueta and james are in are we going to want to risk james here in the case that he plays center back I, I won't. There's too many other options that yeah. that the the opportunity cost is too high. That if you would have told me like Reese James is going to be two percent owned because everyone thinks he's going to be a center back <laughs> instead of Aspilicueta, no then I'd chance. say okay, GPP, I'll take a shot on James. But when we have all these options because every team is playing, like why do I have to play Reese James if I'm not sure? Like I just thought I'll play Robertson instead. And if I can't, if I, if Alonzo wasn't in and you get like a, like a, you know, Sar, Milan Sar is in and you really don't even want to play him or Saul is in, but that he's in a midfield spot. So maybe you play him in a midfield spot for 3,700. Like, dude, just play Concello. Just play one of the Liverpool fullbacks. Play, play uh, Cedric. If, if, if some of these guys aren't even in, you can even play Tellus. Fine. Play Tellus then. Play Trippier. I mean, dude, play the Tottenham wingbacks. I mean, like, there's so much like why, why risk having James playing as a center back? Because Aspilicueta wants to have fun for his last game, <laughs> and have him sit there with like three and a half points as as right. a, as a floor for seven thousand. 
Like, no. Yeah. Like, if, if I see Aspilicueta in, uh, I mean, it may be the type of thing that it may be what we someone in the Discord expected the last game. Like, maybe James starts and then comes out at 60 and Aspilicueta comes in for the for the final type of thing, type of that type of thing. So mm-hmm. even then, if Aspilicueta is not in, I may go, well, maybe I don't play James because there's right. other people to choose from because maybe that happens. So, yeah, I mean... I agree with all that. Uh, the one thing I'll say for, you know, the other side of it is we were talking a little about a, a little bit about embracing risk. Um, if Reese were to play 90 minutes at wing back at home to Watford, if you just knew that he's a better play than Alexander Arnold price, not considered just in my opinion. So that's the reason for playing him. He's got, he's got big upside two goal upside, but like, Uh, Yeah, it's very risky when we have all these other plays. Um, And then, Adam, you know, what you said, I... Cedric? No, what what you said about uh, three defenders and is it enough? Is it enough upside on a 10-game slate with those floors? It's a good thought, but it is because you only need one of those defenders to put up a ceiling game. One of your three. Um, because you know, the other two will be in defender spots. So you're not like looking for all of them to go off for that strategy to work for. So, I mean, for tournaments though, I know it makes sense for cash games. Like obviously these guys are the safest and the most expensive, No, but, but... for twen- I know what you're going to say, Adam, for tournaments, the problem comes in is that there, there aren't defenders that put up a lot. You need to that, roster two of them. You don't know what I'm going to say. So, oh, don't tell me you're playing two center backs for you know you're no, playing. No, 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 no. Okay, is a so we dunk slate or something. Go, don't I'm gonna bring up. Crap. I'm gonna bring up two players here. So Cedric is 4800. Came off the bench last match. Took five corners. Definite corner possibility with him. He's 4800. He's gonna be playing against a possibly rotated, if not rotated, possibly you know non sober Everton team. I think uh, I think Arsenal are gonna dominate this match actually. So uh, there's my thoughts on that, but. You have possible 15-point upside with Cedric. Uh, like, we've seen it before. We've seen it this season. So, you have that. There's a guy down there at 4,800 that's, you know, about 2K less than these other guys who has the upside. And then, I don't know if you, if you guys are considering it, but it is a cheap fullback. Junior Furpo is 3,300, and maybe it doesn't make sense, but I said this with Mike Alenko, uh for Thursday's late. If if Le- assuming Leeds don't get an early goal in this match, they're basically going to be pushing the entire second half. And at that point, Furpo is going to be playing midfield, maybe even up as much as a forward. 3,300, like we could see a 10-point floor out of Furpo just because he's going to be attacking so much, just because Leeds need to win this match. So, I mean, we, just, we saw it with Michael Lenko. I just think that you can in tournaments, you can still get 10 point, 15 point floors with cheaper guys that like, I don't think you need to actually spend. And it's not like these guys, it's not like Cedric doesn't have upside. It's not like Furbo doesn't have upside either. If he's going to be up the field a bunch, I, I think that 2,100 to score. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) we can look at those odds, but you guys were ripping on me for bashing raw Jimenez a week ago and you guys lost money on him. So (laughs) like, what do you want to talk about? I mean, Oh, 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 it's results over process. Oh, okay. (laughs) Right. Harry Kane has the highest goal scoring odds. And if he doesn't score, that means we just throw out the odds. They're probabilities. 
I know what they are, but I mean, sometimes odds can be wrong. Uh, if, but I okay, mean, I, I, I will give you credit. Playing the cheap fullback like that, especially for a side that needs to push, I'm with you. I wouldn't sacrifice other spots for that. So, like, if I'm doing that, I'm playing Furpo in the defender spot because in my utility spot, I'm playing Romelu Lukaku. I'm playing three hat-trick quality forwards, right? So that that's really, It really comes down to that utility position, right? But if, Fer, if Furpo is going to be in my utility spot, that seems like no point. I'd rather have a $3,300 midfielder. And I mean, if I'm going to play Furpo, I'd be more likely to pair him with Rodrigo or Gelhart or like, like if Furpo hits a ceiling, that probably comes with an assist, right? That he's going to get a, a wide position hit. Like, so I would want to correlate that because like getting eight points from Furpo at 3,300, probably not enough for a large field GPP. But if he gets the assist, that means one of his teammates is getting a goal and the leads is cheap enough as it is. I'd rather, I like pairing those cheap fullbacks with forwards. So when they do match the score of an Andrew Robertson or a Concello, like I'm getting the thing that correlates to them because I don't see Furpo getting 20 points without a goal or an assist. I mean, that would be an extreme outlier game. So most likely he gets to that level. I want to I want to pair them together. The other guys, Trent and Robertson, I don't have to pair with anyone. So like they can get to 20 points easily every game, no matter what. For cash games, let's just say you're stuck with Callum Wilson at forward and you have maybe let's say it's Robertson at defender. Instead of Robertson, you can move down to Furpo. And then instead of Callum Wilson, you can move up to Rafinha. What one would you prefer? Rafinha. Well, I probably have Rafinha in my lineup already. Now I the the floors at forward in that range are not worth their price. Like that six to seven K forward outside of Rafinha to me, I'd much rather have, if you gave me a choice between a $6,500 forward and a $6,500 defender, I'm choosing all those defenders that we just talked about. I I'll sacrifice a forward slot to get three of those defenders. than have Maxwell Cornette in my lineup or Dwight McNeil or anyone other than Rafinha. Right. Like we just Pascal Gross. I'm looking through going like, would I rather have Pascal Gross and Junior Furpo or would I rather have Ashley Barnes and Andrew Robertson or Reese James? It's like, I'll give, give me the high price to fit. Like, just just give me those points, please. Like, I, I'll, I'll live and die because it's quite possible that Cornette and Gross and those guys end up with five or six points anyway. Right. And if Ashley Barnes has two, that difference isn't going to matter, but Furpo could easily end with five and a half points. It's hard for like those high price defenders to end in the single digits. Yeah. For, for tournaments, um, like it's very, you know, it's pretty easy for Callum Wilson to outscore Sadio Mane, Jota, Lukaku, whoever. It's pretty easy for that to happen. It's not very easy for Furpo to outscore Robertson, Trent, you know, that sort of thing. So, I guess that's the logic behind that. But I agree with Jordan that I wouldn't totally be against rostering him, but I'd prefer it paired with a, a leads forward. And then, you know, if you, that's a, that's two really cheap guys. And then you can, you know, search for a few hat tricks with some expensive guys in a lineup like that. So it does, that works for tournaments too. Anyone else want to talk about a defense here? I mean, um, it seems like we're pretty set on the high end guys and whoever. I mean, the Burnley. Yeah, I mean, 
I just thought it was interesting that, you know, Sioux Fall is 3,400. I mean, he's never even been below 4K, usually above 5K. I mean, that's a pretty unappealing game, and I don't really want to punt a uh, defender. But, yeah, I, know. I don't know. Stranger things have happened. Sioux Fall gets assists. 3,400 is pretty cheap. Yeah, otherwise, center back and uh, pray for the uh, 20 points from your center back, I guess is what it is. You're going to need two goals from your center back. I mean, on this type <laughs> yeah. of slate? Yeah, not really worth it. Goalkeeper, we have a bunch of guys. Uh, yeah, I think we already meant we already said that we're not going to be be spending up at goalkeeper because why? Why are you going to use your money on goalkeeper? Uh, mm-hmm. So, so who is the first move? Just who is there? Anyone you guys actually like, or we just plug it in whoever fits? I think I think the most likely goalkeeper that. Uh, the most owned goalkeeper and goalkeeper ownership is going to be spread out. I think uh, any of the high priced keepers, I think Allison, Ederson, Mendy, right? I think though, though you'll have ownership there, depending if you have what, how about 5,900, 5,800, 5,700. So depending on how much money you have left, you're going to pay for one of those guys. But I think the, if you're going to not pay for those guys, I'm looking at the home keepers. I'm looking at Pope. For Burnley at forty nine hundred, uh, because you're most likely unless you're playing like Callum Wilson in your lineup, uh, no, unless you're yeah Callum Wilson, you're probably not playing Newcastle players. Then you have uh, Guaita or Butland, because you're probably not playing Man United players. So that's forty four hundred or forty three hundred. They're at home, Crystal Palace at home, or you're playing Angus Gunn, Norwich at home, thirty nine hundred, because you're not playing Sun. And you're not playing Tottenham players in your lineup. And obviously, like, Gunn is the type of type of play where it's like, I hope he gets enough saves for the three goals that he's going to give up. Uh, but it's quite I, – I see it's much more likely that, that like, Palace or Burnley actually win the game. That, like, if I had a choice, those would be the two goalkeepers I'm looking to – because Pope isn't even cheap, that cheap. I mean, he's 4,900. You'd play Pope uh, over Dubrovka? See, uh, so – Newcastle's been pretty good recently, right? Like really good. Uh, they just dominated Arsenal. They've, you know, actually, yeah, they've been great since since. Eddie yeah, but Howell Burnley sits back. I mean, if, if right. Pope, just, I mean, Pope just could have eight enough. saves this game. Right, right. No, but Burnley going to make eight saves. I don't Burnley know. Burnley are the ones that need to win. Yeah, but look at they needed to win last game, and they let Aston Villa have like ninety percent. Okay, so this is this is all goes yeah. to my point. How how is Burnley favored, and how do they have a higher implied total than Newcastle? Burnley are also home. They were at Villa. Yeah, 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 that's what I mean, though. But like, do you really think Burnley has a more as a bigger total than Newcastle? I don't know. I'll take Dubrovka with Burnley needing to score, and Newcastle is just a much better team. I get Pope though; he makes sense too. I mean, I can't give my thoughts out on this match yet because we have a, a betting show later. We have to give a bet out on every match. Kits and wagers, check it out, 415 Eastern. But I do like Dubrovka, and to Jordan's point, I do like Butland. I will say, watch out for, there's a chance Mark Guayhe, uh, you know, a guy, the center back that Crystal Palace have used all season. He may not be ready to go. Sunday. He got injured at the end of their game, right? I don't know yeah. if you're really playing Palace for a clean Butland for a clean sheet, though. I think Crystal 
I don't know. I think yeah, Crystal Palace had a chance to. Ralph Ragnick gave his press conference, and it seems like he's pissed at all of his players because they're either hurt or they're leaving training, or Luke Shaw's having a baby and not training. He, I don't think the situation's great. So I kind of like Ryan's hometown team here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I do too. And one of the one of the one of the reasons I like Palace, um, or sorry, Butland and um gun is so manchester united have ronaldo and bruno who take a lot of shots from distance that don't go in so better chances at saves tottenham do the same thing son and kane take shots that don't go in more so than like a team like manchester city who are just going to pass it into the net or even so chelsea so just little things when when trying to target saves we uh i just noticed we didn't even talk about Joel Cancelo. Have, are we considering him at all? Uh, 5. Yeah, no, he was K? part of my pool. He was part of my oh, list. Okay, okay. Definitely, yeah, really cheap. I like Can- Cancelo, definitely. Um, so, yeah, we talked about every position here. And I, I wanted to ask, so not – we're talking about tournaments. And I want to ask the best strategy here, not in the single entry, not in the king of the pitch, just in this main – I think it's 20K to first – what would be the best strategy? Would it be focusing on one team to get five goals? Uh, like you're going with, you know, three Liverpool forwards, three Manchester City guys, or would it be something else? What would be the best method to having a chance at winning that? For a slate this size, if you're playing small field, that would be the better. I'd like, I'd be more inclined, like in my king of the pitch entry, I'm much more inclined to choose two teams. And essentially stack those two teams because I only have to beat 200 people. So, like, I have no problem playing Man City and Liverpool and just going, I'll just play three guys from each team and hope they both win 5 nothing. you know, because there's there's more teams on the slate. It's not like three games or four games or even five games. But in large field GPPs, like, like, dude, there's going to be a lot of stuff. I mean, like, there's going to be a lot of goals. So, like, I'd focus more on who's going to be the top scorer for each of the highest total teams or the highest score just because of the highest total. I mean, Hey, Lester could put up six goals against Southampton and Vardy has three goals. Like I'd rather focus on those types of players. It's and basically not a guessing game. What? It's basically a guessing game. That's kind of what. Well, yeah, of course. To. But I mean, I, I want to, I, 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 I will care less about the combinations. So a lot of times on a three or four game slate, if I play Vardy, I'm probably playing Castagna or I'm playing Barnes. I'm playing guys that like, well, if Vardy gets the goal, who gets the assist? Because there's only three games or four games to choose from. So like the assists and everything ma- are points that matter on a 10 game slate. It's like, uh, I want to, I want to fill out my lineup with as many goals as possible. Right. Kind of looking at that. So it's like, if I play Vardy, like I don't have to play any other Lester play. I'm going to play. I'm going to, who's going to score for uh, two goals for each team and play those players. And I don't even care about pairing the defender with the goalkeepers, even just as long as my goalkeeper isn't against the, the, the forward, like that's all that matters. So maybe it's playing one play. You play Jota, you play Lukaku, you play De Bruyne, right? You play like, you just like go through there and you just like, hope, I hope I get two goals each from some of these players. Cause there are so many more combinations of that, that, Getting the the guy that has an eight point floor now having fourteen because you got an assist from them means less when there's 
you know, it's, if we look down the goal totals on the slate, they could be 40 goals scored this slate. So it's like, just don't play the guy with plus 1,500 goal scoring odds as a $4,200 defensive mid- midfielder, right? Like, like just just focus on the guys that like, I look, you look at all these anytime goal scoring odds. It's like, dude, I want to get four of these guys into all my lineups, just like, and whatever combination they happen to be in, like who's playing Ivan Tony on this slate at 7,200? No one. But if you tell me Ivan Tony has two goals, I'm not shocked. Right. I mean, like, so why am I even bothering with like, like floor players or like just, what they do? I need to play another Brentford player in my lineup if I play Tony? No, because I I don't want to play Erickson plus Tony because I don't care about Erickson's assists. I care about that. There's ninety two hundred dollars, dude. I'll play Phil Foden for cheaper and he could score three goals. I don't have to care about Erickson's one six point assist to Tony. I, I I think I think Ryan's on board with what I'm talking about. Do you think 100%. the uh, yeah. sir? Do you think the the one, maybe the one duo that kind of escapes that thought is Son and Kane together because we've seen a lot of times where, you know, Tottenham score three or four goals and those guys have all goals, all assists. Do you think like those yeah, guys? Yeah, but you're, you're playing, you're essentially playing them for two goals each. So that's, that's still, that's fine. Okay. I'm not saying you can't play two of them together, but like, you just you're still, did. you're, you're, you're playing the guys that score. I mean, like, if you play Man yeah. City, like two of them, but I'm talking about like in the king of the pitch type of contest, playing three or four guys from the same team. It's like, there's going to be enough goals on the slate that like on a small field contest, you may not need 240 points to win, right? But in the large field contest, like someone's going to have a combination of these high goal scoring players that if Vardy has a brace, Kane has a hat trick and Mane has three goals, has a hat, like it's going to be a combination of those three players. And, but they're all from three different teams. And someone's going to have all three of them. In the king of the pitch, it's quite possible that no one has all three together. So having the 18-point guy that got the assist on one of those goals is perfectly fine. But I think in large field, you focus on, like, if they if you're paying more than 7K for a guy, if they don't have the ability to score two goals, just don't even bother. Like, don't, don't worry about, well, I could pair that guy with another guy. Like, like they just shouldn't even be in your... Like, don't like, oh, if I'm playing Barn of uh, Vardy, I'm playing Madison and Barnes. Like, look how much salary you're spending. Lester needs to score like they each need to score. They, you have to consider every slot that they need to score two goals. So it's not just Madison assisting to a Vardy goal or Barnes assisting to a Vardy goal. It's like, no, Vardy needs two. Madison needs two. Barnes needs two. Lester wins six nothing. Like, if you can't envision that, then you shouldn't be playing three guys for that price together in large field on a 10-game slate. Ryan, I'll shoot this to you here. Uh, speaking of Harvey Barnes, how many lineups are, is Harvey Barnes going to be in there for you? And just uh, some more GPP thoughts before we go here. Um, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna have some Harvey Barnes. Do it. it, Do goes, it. He's um, going to be 1%. Like that's, so I agree 100% with what Jordan said about the strategy for that, um, for that big GPP. You're going to want to try to find those two or three ceilings from the top teams and then give yourself a few other chances at 5% hat tricks or 5% braces. Um, Yeah. If you're, you know, if you're spending on a guy, make sure they have multiple goal upside. Um, You know, I don't know, you know, 
if each of them need need two, like you could run pure and have all of them have a goal and an assist. For instance, Madison, I wouldn't stack Madison, Barnes, and Vardy, but like if they all scored 25 with a goal and assist, that would probably work for you too. Um, but it, it's it's difficult for that to happen. Um, yeah, you know, I don't have much to add. Just try. The easiest way to win these big tournaments is still with a low owned guy putting up a ceiling. Um, so just, I'm going to give myself multiple chances at that and, you know, try to mix in a few of the guys from Liverpool city Spurs guys that try to hit those couple ceilings. Um, Adam, I agree with you though, about, you know, what you were saying about Kane and son, they're like sort of the sort of an exception where they're, they're good to pair together. They both probably play 90 minutes. They assist to each other a lot just with the way Spurs play. So that makes sense. You know, you'll have scenarios where Liverpool, City, and Chelsea all score two goals and Tottenham score five. So, you know, you can you can win like that too. Um, before I ask Jordan a question, I think the Tottenham implied goal total has dropped this since this morning because they had uh, some food poisoning in their camp. I, I feel, I think it dropped 0.15 since like the last few hours. So I don't know, something in there, but uh, uh, is that called the salmonella drop or something? Is that, is that, a, is there a better <laughs> term for that? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, it did drop a little at one point they were all in the, actually at one point, all four, not that this matters. At one point, all four of them were in the 2.4 range. Now you got okay. those three above 2.5 and Spurs below 2.4. So whatever. All right, Jordan. I'm not going to ask a favorite play, Jordan, but who do you think is going to score the most goals on this slate? What team? Uh, <laughs> it's tough. I if I if I had to bet Chelsea. I think I think Aston Villa is. I mean, isn't isn't the joke uh, on Sunday that finally uh, Steven Gerrard could win Liverpool the title, <laughs> right? Yeah. Isn't that because he's for Aston? Like if he if, if if Aston Villa could beat Man City, right? With Gerrard as as manager, yeah. like I just think Aston Villa is 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 a is a good te- is a good defensive team. Doesn't mean mm-hmm. Man City can't score three goals, get a bunch of peripherals. Uh, I think Wolves are good enough defensive team. I think Liverpool doesn't think they're going to win the league. They're looking for the champions league final. So maybe they don't score as many goals. Tottenham could destroy Norwich, but do they have, they have to win, but like it's it. Norwich is playing at home. Their last game in the premier league. There's a pride type of thing for that. Uh, Chelsea are at home. Watford's going down. Uh, Watford. What? Why? Like what? Like Watford has no. They essentially are sitting like all of their best players anyway. I could t- see a Chelsea side that, even though I have nothing to play for, they just run them over. Yeah, I was originally on that, but today, like some guys are randomly back from illness on Watford, so there's a chance like Femini is back in there, Josh King's back in there, Cucho Hernandez is back in there. I know that doesn't mean everything, but I thought they had given up and these guys weren't going to appear again, but. Now they're coming back for some reason for the last game. So that that's something. Um, I wrote down, so last season, uh, I wrote down implied goal totals and what teams scored. And 
Right. Uh, the so one, the one slight sample size. Keep, keep going. Once, well, <laughs> it just comes back to, I have a point of motivation doesn't always mean that right. you're going to win a game. Just because you have to do something doesn't what mean was Liverpool do because they had motivation last Liverpool year. had motivation. They were they had 2.55 implied goal total. So they were the big favorite. They were playing yep. for the top four. They had two goals. Two goals home against Crystal Palace. The next highest on the slate leads 2.25. Nothing to play for. Three goals. Manchester City, uh, nothing to play for. 2.09 implied goal total. Five goals. Uh, going down West Ham and three goals scored, nothing to play for, 1.92 implied goal total. I, I, it just comes, I know it's one sample, but I, it just comes to say, like, just because this team you know, needs, needs to win, it doesn't mean, okay, yeah, Liverpool, they're going to score five goals because obviously they're a better team. Obviously they need to win. But, you know, like Jordan said, they still have a Champions League final head. But, but I mean, know, I, picked Chelsea, I picked Chelsea and Chelsea have nothing to play for. Well, just what you said earlier in the show, but yeah. No, but I'm saying, I'm saying, if from a play, you didn't ask me about DFS. You asked me about who's going to score the most goals. Chelsea can score five goals and have the three substitutes score. I mean, like, like it, it does. I mean, I'm talking about from from a from a DFS perspective. I'm going to prioritize if I, there's tiebreakers on the teams that they're more likely to leave out their best, leave their best players in until the game is at hand. Chelsea doesn't have to do that, but Chelsea could still score four. I mean, Lukaku starts, scores a goal, comes off at 60. Havertz scores a goal, right? You have Jorginho with a penalty. Reese James scores a goal, comes off at 60. Aspilicueta comes in, and he gets uh, his, his tributary goal, and it's 5 nothing. And then you look in DFS, and you go, well, I didn't have to roster any of these fucking guys. You know, it's possible that... It's possible that Chelsea being the only team without anything to play for actually makes them the favorite to be the highest scoring of these teams. Do you think you they're be less popular? Anything. You they're could like look them. at it from that way too. No, I just mean it's, yeah, it's going to be a bit nervy for Liverpool and City. Um, they, they, I've seen Pep and Klopp sit back when they get a lead in spots like this, um, Spurs two away. I mean, are they going to really want to keep going for it? Chelsea, this is just, this is a training ground game. Throw a Watford team out there and see how many we can put past them. Yeah. Any other thoughts? We got anything else? No, I think, I think having an hour and 20 minute podcast is warranted for, yeah, ten game slate. It is, and Definitely. we didn't mention one guy who I'm gonna say I'm gonna give out here. One guy, I, he did not win me anything on Thursday, but Wilfred Zaha was the one guy that did not score for Crystal Palace against Everton. And now I I got a feeling that Crystal Palace home against Manchester United final home match here. You know, Patrick Vieira has been in the news because, you know, he kicked a fan or something, some nonsense that happened after the Everton game. But no <laughs> one's going to no use Zaha here at 8,500. Uh, he's going to be, I don't know, sub 2%. But like Jordan was saying, he is a guy who, in addition to a 10-point floor, he has the brace, he has the brace upside. He's he a good be, player at low ownership. Mm-hmm. So he makes, he makes and I, yeah, why not? I like the matchup, even though they're underdogs. I actually like this matchup. Uh, we'll see what lineup Manchester United put out there, but Crystal Palace have been pretty good at home this season. And Ryan, are you going to the match? 
No, I'm not, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm going to be sweating this king of the pitch. That's true. That's true. I guess you got other things in your mind. But all right, that's it. We have whew, 80 minutes of discussion. You can find Jordan at Blender HD. Ryan is at Ryan Belangi. We are in the Discord as well. We got this massive cheat sheet. This massive cheat sheet is very helpful for 10 game slates and smaller slates, but you know, more so we got all this information here, all it's one page. It's all on one page, which is kind of crazy, but rotowire.com slash soccer trial free 10 day trial, no credit card required. Ryan, Jordan, it's been a great season. Hopefully one of you guys can take down the KOTP and, uh, What's that? 100K? That's the final, right? So maybe one of you guys will be a little bit richer after Sunday. So good luck to everyone. And Ryan and Jordan, thanks for joining Rotowire and me all season. Thank you. Yeah, it's been fun. Thanks. Good luck, everybody.